Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are interested in the career path of a architect. Today, I'm joined by 25-year-old graduate architect, Sam Devine, who has always had a passion for this field from a very young age. In his words, Sam has a passion for designing interior and exterior adaptable buildings and has won a lot of different awards for this during his time at university. So he's got a lot to share and let's hear from him. And, and we're back, back for another episode. And we're here with Sam, our very first architect that we're interviewing on our Career View podcast. Sam, how's the weekend been? Yeah, it's been uh, really great. Pretty relaxed and um, been nice to have a bit of warm weather and go down to the beach. So that's always good. That's good. And do you take time off work? Like in terms of weekends, are you working or you make sure that you're actually relaxing and spending time with, you know, family and friends? Uh, generally, take most of the weekends off. Um of course, like any profession, there is a little bit of um, overflow sometimes, um, but generally it's pretty good. Fantastic. And Sam, once again, really great to have you here today. Before we jump into our top questions that are asked by students when it comes to pursuing a career pathway as an architect, first thing I want to know from yourself is why did you pursue this pathway of becoming an architect? What was your reasoning and what was the mentality for you to pick this as a pathway? Mm. I was always interested in uh, designing, um, whether it was graphic design or photography. Um, I think I just really enjoyed learning how things go together and also trying to, I guess, find an industry or pathway that allowed me to have that creative output. And I really enjoy um, the design aspect of architecture. Um, So I think it was a fairly natural progression. And was it always at a young age or was it something that you progressed over time that you realised more and more that this was for you? Yeah, good question. Um, Look, I think it was from a young age. Um, I was always interested in probably different areas of design, but I think it was probably a natural pathway in towards um, buildings. Mm, okay. My grandparents were into manufacturing. Okay. Um, my dad was into management. Um, and my other grandfather is a bit of an artist. So it was oh, wow. sort of a combination of a number of things. But yeah, um, yeah it definitely was. Um, fairly natural. The family influence definitely helps in you know in terms of shaping that. Do they talk to you quite a bit in terms of deciding that or? Look, I think not really. I think they didn't really push me in any pathway. It was always sort of my idea. And obviously a lot of architects come from architect parents. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't the case for me, but definitely didn't push me in it. It was definitely my own choice. And I think I decided it from about probably year 10 onwards, but lots of architects don't decide until they're in their 30s. So. In their 30s. Wow. No, yeah. great to know, Sam. Um, jumping into our first question that is asked by students when it comes to pursuing a career pathway in architecture. First question is, how did you know that this is the right career for you? Mm, sure. I think I was pretty lucky at university. I had a number of teachers that were really engaging and offered me um, ways to engage probably beyond the classroom. I liked to get involved in as much work as I could, um, mm. whether it was just watching what they did or um, discussing it outside of outside of uni. So 
I fell in love with it from the start. Wow. Um, yeah. I never really looked back, to be honest, since day one. Uh, so probably lucky in that regard. Uh, clearly an important aspect for yourself in terms of the lecturers and the teachers being able to show you and, and what was it that they were showing that was so compelling? You know, what was it that um, really grabbed your attention about this whole field? Mm, totally. I think a number of my teachers worked in a lots of different areas and mm. I really liked that sort of, um, I guess, diversity that the industry could offer. I was attracted to um, working on different scales, different complexities, and also for different clients. Um, mm. And I think they were really willing to share that with me um, about the benefits of what you can achieve and probably enjoying seeing the end user inhabit that building. And I like that, Sam, because, you know, when you're in university and you're studying something, it's not just the content that these academics or teachers provide you, but it's also having those very intimate conversations. And for anyone listening out there, these lecturers or these teachers have so much wealth of knowledge. So it's a matter of having that very one-on-one conversation, I think, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I think you can probably get a little bit pigeonholed in uni Mm. and not actually see what you're going to be doing in the field. So I think it's really important to try and gain as much sort of knowledge of what you're going to be doing outside of uni fantastic jumping on to our next question that we have for you what was your selection process for choosing a university to study to be honest i wasn't too concerned about so when i first um enrolled in uni there was basically two universities Curtin and not uh, sorry uwa mm-hmm. offering um the bachelor of architecture at the time okay um i chose uwa because my sister went there a number of people from school were going to do the same pathway. And to be honest, it was close to home. Plain and simple. Um, I sort of rethought that book when I was going to do my master's. At the time, Notre Dame had just opened up a new course, which wasn't actually accredited. Um, People have to finish a course before it's accredited, but they offered everything that was right for me. Great uh, engagement through internship opportunities and so forth. So I really thought about that and spoke to a number of architects in the industry Mm -hmm. um, because I was concerned about... I guess, the larger brand universities that have been offering architecture for a number of years, um, competing against that. But it was really a great fit and I'd probably encourage anyone to do it. So you're saying to some respect that the university does or doesn't matter in in terms of, you know, getting jobs one day as an architect? Um, Probably doesn't matter in terms of at the start. A bachelor, I think just it's it's a general grounding of what you're doing. Definitely in masters, I think you people should think about where they go. Probably not so much important, but between UWA and Curtin. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, I think probably Notre Dame has a, a slight edge over the two unis in being able to offer students placements into practice. Fantastic. No, interesting perspective there. Um, on to our next question that we have for you, Sam, is what is the study load like in university? And if you can paint us a really real picture of what that was like for you Mm. through year one right up until the final completion? Sure. The first probably two years aren't so bad. You're Mm -hmm. probably working no more than what you would at a desk job 40 hours a week. Okay. But it definitely increases. I think uh, probably third year and your master's, fourth and fifth years of architecture are are very heavy workloads. Right. Uh, You're typically working weekends. And I think the real challenge is for architects, unlike engineers, there's no real right answer. So okay. you're always designing. Yeah. Um, but I think you're getting really much better at what you're doing by that process of iterating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was working some serious long hours when I was studying, but also really enjoyed what I was doing. So it didn't matter at the time. Did this shock you? Did this shock you in terms of experiencing it? Did anyone tell you that this was what you're going to get into? Yeah, I did do some research on it before. Um, I think a lot of people... 
uh, know that architecture is long hours, mm-hmm. um, like other professions, lawyers, etc. Um, so I did know what I was getting into, but again, it didn't really bother me because that saying, work, like your job, you never work a day in your life. That was really the case for me. Fantastic. And did you, what kind of sacrifices did you have to make towards the later years of study? Does that mean, you know, uh, avoiding weekends, going out or, you know, spending away time with family? I mean, to what extent was that pressure of the study workload in university for you? For me, it did impact probably my social life. I would work uh, all throughout the day and then after dinner till late at night, five days a week, and then probably spend, um, I try at least give myself hopefully a day per week where I would try and maximise my time Mm. interacting with family um, and meeting friends and, you know, going for drinks and stuff. Yeah, and I think this is very important for people to be aware of as well. And finishing school or finishing high school, understanding that there is an immense amount of pressure and workload if you are interested in this career. Um, It requires that sacrifice. It requires that time with any profession, but really being able to put that time in is is pivotal. So uh, it's great to hear that from your perspective and your end and very valuable, I think, for listeners out there who want to consider this, that there is a sacrifice involved in it. Um, Jumping on to the next question that we have for you, did you struggle to land a job after completing your degree? Uh, I was actually quite fortunate to graduate in a time where the construction industry was booming. Um, There was a lot of government incentive to build apartment buildings, basically. Um, So it was a really healthy time to be graduating uni. I didn't struggle at all. In fact, throughout the master's, I actually worked for four different companies before um, working with the company I am now, MJA Studio. Um, So yeah, it was a really healthy time, but definitely it does fluctuate uh, based on the economy. So it can be really bad in some years and um, be great in others. I was just lucky. You just got lucky. And how did you get those four work experiences before you joined where you currently are at? How did you go about doing that? And what was the process like for you? Yeah. So um, again, that comes back to the Notre Dame Master of Architecture selection. Um, The Mm. course offered placement at different architects in Perth, Okay, one per semester. Um, so I was lucky I did a repeat at MJA Studio twice and that's how I met my current employer. Wow, um, okay. And mm. then otherwise just through mutual friends um, got introduced to a few different architects and yep. um, it teed off from there really. Power of networking, it definitely helps. Totally. And exposure as well, working in a company, just seeing you because everyone does have the skills once they graduate or finish school but it's really about seeing what you like in the workplace environment, are you likeable, all of these things are actually very important. Yeah, and I think it also, um, interning is also a powerful thing because it takes, uh, in some to some degree, it takes pressure off um, and risk off the employer. They mm-hmm. know who they're hiring at the end of the day. Absolutely. Really good to know from yourself there, Sam. Uh, next question that we have for you is, what kind of projects can you work on as an architect? Yeah, good question. Um, Look, the industry is really diverse. Basically, anything that's a building you can work on. Um, So it can be as small as a house, um, can be a little addition, a renovation, or it can be a brand new high-rise multi-residential or office apartment building, um, bars, etc. Typically in Perth, you'll work for probably two different sides of the industry. Mm. One will be single residential, which will be generally high-end houses and renovations, um, additions. And then the other side is more commercial, which is multi-residential buildings or larger buildings. And what do you like? What's your favourite and what is probably the dream project that you would like to work on one day? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm fortunate to work on um, a number of different buildings at the same time, which is great. But um, I think larger multi-res buildings are really interesting and yeah, I think that's 
probably what I'll do for a number of years. Why is that? Is it just because of the complexity of it and how large scale it is? It just for my interest as well. Yeah, sure. Um, look, I really enjoy the complexity of it. Mm. I also think architects or the profession you can um, actually provide significant benefit to the community. So yeah, I think I really enjoy the, um, I guess, the complexity of it, and also designing for multiple end users. But yeah, I think I think the scale thing is pretty attractive. Great to hear. Great to hear. And it's something inspiring for any architects out there that, you know, just the, the scale of certain projects have, you know, you can work on that, building in on the skills that you have and interesting to get that perspective. Next question that we have for you is, do you get to travel? Uh, yeah, I do. There's probably three different answers to this question. Sure. In university, it's definitely um, based on the university, but lots of universities offer um, travel scholarships or yeah. travel courses in different cities yeah. um, generally for a semester yeah um, when you're working in a firm it's really based on where that firm has different projects so okay. you'll often travel to site whether that's locally or um, internationally or you know rural yeah um, so forth um, I'm fortunate enough I do get to travel but most of our projects are either in Perth or the rarity being down south okay um, and if you work for larger offices, generally they'll have offices over east or um, internationally, so there is opportunity to go work elsewhere. Right, and just for out of interest, like what is your travel schedule, if any? Is it quite frequent or is it quite – what does that schedule look like in terms of frequency? Yeah, personally it's probably um, quite infrequent, um, but I think if you were to lead a project um, that was based um, elsewhere, it would be um, very frequent. Okay. Um, and there is opportunity if you work for certain companies to travel more frequently if that's something that you'd like to do. Fantastic. Jumping on to our next question that we have for you, Sam, is what is the most challenging aspect of the role? And we just want your brutal honesty about this in the in the short-lived mm. career that you've had so far, but sure. obviously many more good years to come. But yeah, what is the most challenging aspect of it? Look, I think um, probably dealing with um, certain pressures of designing um, new and innovative buildings every time. Okay. And also managing um, client or multiple stakeholder interests in every project. At the end of the day, the clients want a different thing to what you might want to design. Right. Um, so there's often um, certain complexities that you need to work out in the design phase, provide a project that caters to everyone. Um, so I think that's probably the most challenging thing. Right. And how do you handle that? Like when you're in the process, when the client wants something else and it's not really fitting to what you're doing, what is the process of managing that? And does that affect you as well on the job? Yeah, it's probably something that's not voiced as much as what you think. Um, I think it's worked a lot internally. Um, so understanding what everyone wants in the job when it's in inception, it, I think it's really important. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's no substitute to hard work. So just designing out to understand every stakeholder's interest in the project and what they want out of it. Um, and it's something that you just work through together. Excellent. And it's every job has its challenges and obviously dealing with clients and dealing with different expectations. But as you've kind of hinted, the fact that what you do is, you know, you have to work through it. It's part of the job and recognising it. And I'm sure over time it does get a bit easier with experience and something, once again, people need to be aware about when entering any new career for that matter. You'll always have these kinds of complexities um, where a little bit out of your control. So dealing with that is very important as well and being able to push on. Totally. And I think coming back to it where you're picking your job, I think that's also really important to align yourself with um, an office or practice or leaders who see or hold the same values as what you do. Um, so I think that probably reduces the amount of um, conflicts that you have. Absolutely. And the next question that we have for you 
uh, asked by students is, and one of the most popular questions without a doubt, um, what is the pay structure like as an architect? Yeah, so it's fairly low uh, when you, or depending on uh, what low is to different people, but um, typically for an office job, you start on somewhere between 55 is probably the bottom number, to maybe $70,000 as a graduate. Okay. Um, and then you'll do basically two years of professional um, study or professional experience and then you'll sit a number of exams held by the board of architects to become an accredited architect okay. um, and then it's really up from there if you work for a larger company you might make sort of a hundred thousand dollars a year um, give or take but I think what's probably important to note is it can be a fairly lucrative industry if you own your own company and you basically come out as an architect with a number of skill sets which could be valuable to different industries, um, whether it's project managing, um, a, a number of different things. Yeah, and it's great to know you can have all those different skills from architecture as your core fundamental uh, background. But coming back to you, Sam, you've been out of university um, how many years? Uh, so I finished, I graduated last year. Okay, and you know, in the in the year for yourself in terms of pay and structure, what is that range for you and where can you see that going know, year on year. Mm, sure. Look, it definitely um, does increase. Um, and I think, to be honest, it's a it's a bit of a shock to the system when people realise how much work they do for what they get paid initially. But I think you also have to understand that architecture's like plenty of other professions, is incredibly complex. Mm. Um, so as you gain experience, that pay rapidly increases. Um, and also, if you specialise in certain aspects, um, you can earn a lot more than what most people start out. And what are some examples in specialising? Uh, whether it's um, an interest in three-dimensional modelling, right. um, it really changes from company to company. Right. Um, but you could be really great at designing or really great at documenting projects. Yep. Um, it, it really depends. And I think um, people graduating also need to understand that they've graduated with a unique skill set mm. um, that's valuable to a number of different industries if you did want to um, jump out of architecture, yeah. um, whether it's property development or project management um, so forth. Great to know, Sam. Last question that we have for you, asked by students, is what are employees looking for in young graduates? And when you were applying for a role or when people were seeing you, what do you think they really found in yourself that was valuable for them as an organisation? Sure. I think a keenness to learn new things is really important. Um, It's also a social role um, in some regards. So I think um, people that can socialise and are Happy to work with others, I think, is really important. Also, I think there's probably an opportunity for young graduates to get into um, larger workplaces through specialising in certain fields, like I said before. And also a major one is experience. I think if people can get experience before they come out and graduate with their qualification, I think that's really massive. Um, Whether it's labouring on a job site, interning at as many places as you can, I think you can't go wrong. That's great advice, Sam. Great advice. And that sums up all the questions that we have for you today. Uh, Thank you so much for being here and being our first architect to share your insights and your story. Uh, For our listeners out there who have more questions for Sam uh, that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with him, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Sam's profile and you can send him some more questions, which I'm sure he'll be happy to answer when he has some time and maybe on his weekends. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know to young professionals who've been there and have done that and can share their story. Sam, before you go, for any architects that are out there listening right now, if there's any words of advice, whether it be thinking of jumping into this career role or currently studying this career uh, in university or in any field capacity, what advice would you give to them? 
I think probably surround yourself that are with people that are better than you um, in your studies because you're going to learn more rapidly. Um, I also think working for a company that shares the same values and attitudes as you and um, mm -hmm. also produces projects that you want to work on is incredibly important um, because it really ignites, um, I guess, a, a passion for the industry and that's what we're doing at the end of the day. Fantastic, Sam. Thank you once again for being here and um, yeah, wishing you all the best. Thanks very much.